Thank you, Jesus. Yes, Lord, only you can steal my soul. Test again this morning, Lord. Lord, I am glad to be here in your presence this beautiful day that you created, a day of goodness, a day to experience your mercies again, to experience your love again. Thank you for your love that you shower on us again this morning. Thank you for giving us Jesus. Lord, thank you for giving us Jesus. Thank you because by his blood, we can enter into your presence. So we give you all the glory. We give you all the praise. Alpha and Omega. We give you all the praise. Ancient of days. We give you all the praise. King of kings, we give you all the praise. Almighty God, we give you all the praise. God of all flesh, we give you all the praise. Be magnified forevermore in the mighty name of Jesus. Lord, as we spend this time in your presence, once again to read our Bibles and to fellowship. We ask, Lord, that you will speak to us once again. Grant us wisdom and understanding in your word and cause your name to be glorified. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. All right, let me say a big welcome to everyone. Joining into devotion this morning, I am Murphy Ayenike. I want to say a big thank you to everyone for joining in to study their Bibles once again. For my uh, listeners um, from Nigeria, congratulations on the first part of your elections. We trust God that everything will continue to be peaceful and that his will will be done in Nigeria in the mighty name of Jesus. So thank you for those listening to me on Anchor. I think Anchor is finally back on Spotify, on Facebook. I see you. Thank you, Efe. I see you, all my listeners, on Telegram, on WhatsApp. God bless you. So we continue our reading today. Remember, Jesus is now in Jerusalem. And yesterday we highlighted the fact that he was going between Bethany and Jerusalem, going back and forth. He has had a few skirmish with the authorities, chased out people from the temple who were buying and selling from the temple courts and, and all. So, um, after Jesus does this, his authority is challenged, and that's where we'll start from today. The authority of Jesus is, is challenged. Uh, we see that in all the synoptic gospel, all three of them, we we'll read about that. If we can take these tributes to Caesar, 
and the Sadducees questioning Jesus on the resurrection, that would be fine. But our main focus this morning is on the authority of Jesus challenged. So open your Bibles to Matthew chapter 21. We read from verse 23. We stopped on verse 22 yesterday when he spoke on prayer and faith. We read from verse 23. This part of the teaching flows into chapter 22. Okay, so don't blame him. Blame Robert Estienne, who arranged the chapters of the Bible like this. Okay, so this teaching actually goes all the way from here, responding to this question. Jesus starts responsible, responding with parables. Okay, so we take from Matthew chapter 21, from verse 23. It says that Jesus entered the temple courts and while while he was teaching the chief priests and the elders of the people came to him by what authority are you doing these things they asked and who give you this authority what is what is i don't want to say senseless question ah uh, should the evidence okay how many prophets have they ever had to ask by what authority are you doing these things? Okay, how many prophets have they ever had to ask? Usually, the works of the prophets and whether what the what and whether what the prophet says comes to pass is enough evidence of who the prophet is representing. If the prophets claim to be representing God, speaking on the behalf of God. And you saw a lot of them in the Old Testament confronting Jeremiah, Ezekiel, you know, confronting the other prophets. The evidence usually was, if what I said comes to pass, then I'm speaking on behalf of God. So, asking Jesus by what authority are you doing these things, when you knew, you know that you would never listen to anything he had to say, was just um, beside beside the question. They asked, and who gave you this authority? Jesus replied, I will ask you also. I will ask also. Sorry. I will also ask you one question. I will also ask you one question. If you answer me, I will tell you by what authority I am doing these things. John's baptism. <laughs> Jesus eats them right where it will hurt them. John's baptism, where did it come from? Was it from heaven or of human origin? And Jesus knew. Jesus knew the premise of their question. They were not interested in hearing where his authority for for, for speaking the way he did, for doing miracles, was, was coming from. John did not did a, do any miracle. John was simply speaking and baptizing. And John told them clearly, and they, they sent people to John to ask him whether he was the Messiah. John told them plainly and clearly, I am not. I am the voice of one in the wilderness crying prepare prepare the way for the lord's coming 
okay? He told them that the one who sent me to baptize told me that on whom I see the Spirit descending is the one, okay? The Messiah, the Christ. Okay, so they should have accepted John, right? Uh But they didn't. They didn't accept John's John's ministry. They didn't accept his message. So they discussed they discussed it among themselves. We're reading verse 25 and said, If we say from heaven, he will ask, then why didn't you why didn't you believe him? Hmm? Because if Jesus too tells you from heaven, you will not believe him. So they said it among themselves and said, If we say from heaven, he will ask then why didn't you believe him? But if we say of human origin, (laughs) then you would have to deal with the people. If we say of human origin, we are afraid of the people, for they all owed, all owed that John was a prophet. So they answered Jesus, we don't know. We don't know. We don't know. Then he said, Neither will I tell you by what authority I am doing these things. Why? It will all be a waste. There's no need. (laughs) If John told you plainly, and everybody knows he told you guys, and you are here telling me that you don't know, uh you have ulterior motives. Jesus said, Neither will I tell you by what authority I am doing I am doing these things. So Jesus begins the parable, and you will see it the way Matthew has arranged these things. He begins the parable. You will see how it's arranged in Mark. You have the parable starting right from Matthew chapter 21. But by the time we get to the book of Luke, you will see that majority of the parables start from from Mark chapter 12. Okay? So Jesus answered them, I am... Neither will I tell you by what authority I am doing these things. Let's look at the parable of the two sons. What do you think? There was a man who had two sons. He went to the first and said, Son, go and walk today in the vineyard. I will not, he answered. But later he changed his mind and went. Then the father went to the other son and said the same thing. He answered, I will, sir. (laughs) Respectfully, he answered, I will, sir. But he did not go. Which of the two did what his father wanted? The first, they answered, okay, I keep telling my children, I speak once again this morning to all my spiritual children, and I'm speaking clearly to everyone listening in this morning, by their fruits, you know people by their actions you know people whether for good or bad okay you want to be able to read to read people you know people not by what they say <laughs> you know people by what they do okay so pay attention to what people do my daughter pay attention to what people do not what they are saying. Someone can have sweet words. Okay? Uh, yes. Maybe it's a friend, a boyfriend. Can have sweet words. And sweet words are good. However, 
pay more attention to what people do, whether they are for whether for good or bad, their fruits reveal who they are. So Jesus asked, which of these two did what the Father wanted? Of course, the answer is the first. They answered. Jesus said to them, uh, "Truly, I tell you, uh, the tax collectors." <laughs> <laughs> oh Jesus, because the tax collectors are the second, it's the tax collectors are the first sons. Okay? They will be the first ones. Those you claim don't deserve God, don't know God. Eh? Those who say initially when they when Jesus arrived, the prostitutes and the likes of them, eh, they are the first son. Okay? And you, those of you who claim you are righteous and you go to church and you know everything, you are the second son. You claim to know God, but you will not do the word. <laughs> Since truly I tell you, the tax collectors and the prostitutes are entering the kingdom of God ahead of you. For John came to, came to you to show you the way of righteousness, and you did not believe him, but the tax collectors and the prostitutes did. And even after you saw this, you did not repent and believe in him. Okay? John's testimony should have should have been enough for anyone. I'm, I'm telling you. John's testimony, okay, was, was exact. It was plain and it was clear. It should have been enough for anyone. So if you refuse to accept John, then there's no, there's no need for any discussion. Now let's look at the parable of the tenants, and I think what we'll just do, we take, and I doubt if we will be take, able to take it across, across, across all the synoptic gospel. But let's take, of course, usually we we elaborate when we are taking Matthew, and then we'll just read when we are taking Mark and Luke. It says, "Listen to another parable. There was a landowner who planted a vineyard." He put a wall around it, dug a wine press in it, and built a watchtower. Then he rented the vineyard to some farmers and moved to another place. When the harvest time approached, he sent his servants to the tenants to collect his fruits. The tenants seized, remember, is giving them these parables because they asked him by what authority he was doing what he was doing and who told him who gave him the the rights who told him to come and do what he was doing okay that's why all these parables are coming when the harvest time approached he sent his servant to the tenants to collect his fruit the tenants seized his servants they beat beat one killed another and stoned the third then he sent other servants to them more than the first time and the tenants treated them the same way Last of all, he sent his son to them. They will respect my son, he said. But when the tenants saw the son, they said to each other, This is the heir, come, let's kill him and take his inheritance. So they took him and threw him out of the vineyard and killed him. Therefore, when the owner of the vineyard comes, what will he do to those tenants? <laughs> Um, it's the people that respond to, not Jesus. Okay, the people responded that he will bring those wretched. He will he will bring those wretches to a wretched end. They replied. They are the one replying. It wasn't Jesus that said that. He will bring them to a wretched to a wretched end. They replied. 
and he will rent the vineyard to other tenants who will give him a share of the crop at the harvest time. Jesus said to them, of course, <laughs> well, well, correct answer. Jesus said to them, have you never read in the scriptures the stone the builder rejected has become the cornerstone? The Lord has done this and it's marvelous in our eyes. The Lord has done this and it is marvelous in our eyes. Psalm 118 verse 22 to 23. Therefore I tell you that the kingdom of God will be taken away from you and given to our people who will produce its fruit and exactly it has happened. Okay? The kingdom of God seemingly has been taken away from the, from the nation of Israel and given to the Gentile nation. And they are producing the fruits right now. The time is coming when, when the nation of Israel okay, will come back to the fold. It says we'll be given to a people who produces fruit. Verse 44, anyone who falls on this stone will be broken to pieces. Anyone on whom it falls will be crushed. When the chief priests and the Pharisees heard Jesus' parables, they knew he was talking about them. They looked for a way to arrest him, but they were afraid of the crowd because the people had that he, the people, because the people held that he was a prophet. The people held that he was a prophet. Hallelujah. All right. So remember the stones, the very stone the builders rejected is the cornerstone. Jesus himself is the cornerstone. Hallelujah. All right. So as I said, we'll read into chapter 22. We'll read into chapter 22. Let's just read the parable of, because it is one, uh -huh, it's Robert Estienne that arranged it that way. The parable continues. Jesus spoke to them again in parable, still while this same crowd spoke to them again in parable saying the kingdom of heaven is like a king who prepared a wedding banquet for his son he sent a servant to, to those who had been invited to the banquet to tell them to come but they refused to come then he sent some more servant and said tell those who have been invited that i have prepared my dinner my oxen and fattened cattle have been butcher butchered and everything is ready come to the wedding banquet but they paid no attention and went off one to his field another to his business the rest seized the servants mistreated them and killed them the king was enraged he sent his army and destroyed those murderers and burned their cities exactly that what exactly what will happen to the nation of israel then he said to his servant, The wedding banquet is ready, but those I invited did, did not deserve to come. So go to the street corners and invite to the banquet anyone you find. So the servant went out into the streets and gathered all, gathered all the people they could find, the bad as well as the good. And the, the wedding hall was filled, it was filled with guests. But when the king came in to see the guests. He noticed a man there who was not wearing wedding clothes. He asked, remember that they are the one that said everybody should come in. <laughs> Still, the king asked, how did you get in here without wedding clothes? 
Do you, I, I hope you realize that the clothes we put on is the clothes of righteousness. What the king is asking him for, how did you get here? For us, how will you get into the kingdom without the righteousness, the righteousness that Jesus clothes us with? He asked him, how did you get in here without wedding clothes, friend? The man was speechless. Then the king told the attendants, tie him hand and foot and throw him outside into the darkness where there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. For many are invited, but few are chosen. Okay? Many are invited. That does not correlate unless, okay, obviously, you don't, we do not understand. Eventually, the many that he is talking about includes the first group of people that he is talking, that he invited initially. Okay? So, he said, many are invited, but few are chosen. He's not talking about the last group that were invited. Eh? Because you notice only one person was thrown out. <laughs> so, that cannot be that. Then it meant few were chosen. He is talking about the many that were initially invited, but few of them are chosen from the nation of Israel. Hallelujah. All right. Um, I want us to finish the entire span for the book of Matthew, and then we'll go to, we'll start reading the book of Mark, and we'll stop here, there. So let's look at this tribute to, to, Caesar, to Caesar. It says, Then the Pharisees went out and laid plans to trap him in his words. They sent their disciples to him along with the Herodians, teacher. They said, We know that you are a man of integrity and that you teach the way of God in accordance with the truth. You aren't swayed by others because you pay no attention to who they are. Tell us then, what is your opinion? Is it right to pay the imperial tax to Caesar or not? Is it right to pay the imperial tax to Caesar or not? Remember that at this time, the, the Jewish nation, Israel, was under occupation by the Romans. Okay? They were the dominant power at this time. So they were asking him, is it right? Okay. You want to put me in trouble? Uh -huh. The imperial tax was the tax levied by Caesar to be paid by everyone, every citizen. Okay, so asking Jesus whether it was right or not is beside the question. If he said that it wasn't right, then you will go and report him to the Roman government that he was telling the people he's trying to start an uprising. He's telling the people not to pay taxes to Caesar. If you say that it was right for them to pay taxes, then they will tell you that, they will tell him that he does not believe in the government of God. Which government? His government should not be under anyone. Okay? So, yes, you will say it's a hard place that they have put Jesus. But you would have noticed how Jesus simply just gets himself out of all of these binds. <laughs> Is this to Caesar or not? But Jesus, knowing their evil intent, said, You hypocrites, why are you trying to trap me? Show me the coin used for paying the tax. They brought in a denarius and he asked them, 
whose image is this and whose inscription if they are said it is god's image that was there then he will tell them please this money should go to god <laughs> whose inscription caesar's they replied then he said to them so give back to caesar what is caesar's and to god what is god the money belongs to caesar give it give it to him and what belongs to god eh the soul of man <laughs> righteousness the gifts that god has placed inside us love for one another okay give that one back to god nobody will question caesar will not ask for that one he says then he said to them so give back to caesar what is caesar's and to god what is god's when they heard this they were amazed so they left him they left him and went away all right so let's stop here let's stop here for matthew we'll start marks and then finish up with looks tomorrow so please go to mark chapter 11 remember that all of this started where they came to question jesus's authority by what authority was he doing the things that he was doing so let's go to mark chapter 11 and we'll read them questioning the authority of jesus and then jesus gives them all of the parables give them all of the parable response to the question first give them all of the parables and then we saw them trying to trap him by that question to about paying tributes to caesar it says they arrive mark chapter 11 from verse 27 they arrived again in jerusalem and while jesus was walking in the temple course the chief priests the chief priests the teachers of the law and the elders came to him by what authority are you doing these things they asked and who gave you the who gave you authority to do this who gave you authority to do this jesus replied i will ask you one question answer me and i will tell you by what authority i am doing these things john's baptism was it from heaven or of human origin tell me they discussed it among themselves and said if we say from heaven he will ask then why didn't you believe him but if we say of human origin they feared the people for everyone held that john really was a prophet so they answered jesus we don't know we don't know jesus said neither will i tell you by what authority i am doing these things okay neither will i tell you by what authority i am doing these things i am just praying for also that god will give each one of us wisdom the wisdom to confound those who try to trap us try to make nonsense of our faith that god will give us wisdom to answer every time in the mighty name of jesus so you notice the way Matt, Mark struct, is structured, right? Mark takes the response to that questions, and then in Mark chapter 12, he begins to respond to all to begins to respond to them with parables. Okay? First answers the questions and then begins to respond with the parable in Mark chapter 12. In 
Matthew, we saw that the parables, after the answering of the questions, the parables were still part of Mark, Mark uh, of part of Matthew chapter 21 before we get into Matthew chapter 22. Okay, so let's take the parable of the talent as Mark puts it. He says, Jesus then began to speak to them in parables. A man planted a vineyard, he put a wall around it, dug a pit for the wine press, and built a, a watchtower. Then he rented a vineyard to some farmers and moved to another place. At harvest time, he sent a servant to the tenants to collect from them some of the fruits of the vineyard, but they seized him, beat him, and sent him away empty-handed. Then he sent another servant to them, they struck this man on the head and treated him shamefully. He sent, verse 5, he sent still another, and that one they killed. He sent many others, as some of them they beat, they beat others they killed. Verse 6, he had one left to send, a son whom he loved. Of course, he's talking about God. <laughs> and Jesus is the son whom God loved. Whom he loved, he sent him last of all, saying, They will respect my son. If we take this parable, then... The last was all Jesus God was sending. They will respect my son. But the tenant said to one another, This is the heir. Come, let's kill him. And, it, and their inheritance will be ours. So they took him and killed him and threw him out of the vineyard. What then will the owner of the vineyard do? He will come and kill those tenants and give the vineyards to others. Haven't you read this passage of scripture? The stone the builders rejected has become the cornerstone. The Lord has done this and it is marvelous in our eyes. Psalm 118 verse 22 and 23. Since then the chief priest, the teacher of the law and the elders looked for a way to arrest him because they knew he had spoken the parable against them. But they were afraid of the crowd so they, they left him and went away. Alright, so that was where that was where Mark stopped with his parables. We know that in Matthew's case, Matthew gave us several, several other other parables, okay? Not just this parable of of the owner of the vineyard. Matthew gave us several other parables, and I'm trying to quickly go to to Matthew so that we can just quickly mention mention the par some of the parables that he that he gave them but very very spectacular one of the times the few times you will see that Matthew gives us a lot more a lot more than Mark gave us so just quickly go to Matthew let's go get back to Matthew chapter Matthew chapter 20 Matthew chapter 21 in Matthew's case we saw the parable of of the tenants okay like we saw in in mark we saw the parable of the two sons okay we saw the parable of the two sons and then in chapter 22 matthew chapter 22 we saw the parable of the wedding banquet right yes we saw the parable of the of the banquet before we then we then went to we then went to um, to the tribute given to Caesar, okay. But Mark just gives us Mark simply gives us gives us one and and that was it. 
Mark, Mark chapter, let's get back to Mark chapter 12, okay? Let's get back to Mark chapter 12. I don't know if we can read that part where he then talks about this tribute to Caesar because we just talked on Mark chapter 12, verse 12, where the chief priest knew that he was talking to them. It says in 13, later they sent some of the Pharisees and the Rodians to Jesus to catch him in his words. Mm, I'm tempted to say, let's stop here for tonight, for today. Okay, so we continue from Mark chapter 12, verse 13. So what lessons do we take from here? Um, let's ask God for wisdom, right? Yes, wisdom to be able to answer when we are questioned every time. Yes, I pray for that. But let's learn from the parables, especially as we see in the book of Matthew, right? Yes. Lord, help us to be like the Son who obeys you. Not just do, say what you want, say the good things, but Lord, the Son that is obedient to you. Father, we pray this morning in the name of Jesus. And lastly, our last prayer. Lord, clothe us with your righteousness. Let us not be like that man who was invited and was still thrown out. Clothe us with your righteousness in the mighty name of Jesus. Father, we say thank you this morning. I pray for everyone. Lord, help us to stand firmly in Christ in the name of Jesus. We give you all the praise. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. All right. Thank you so much for listening today. God bless you. Enjoy your day.